0: Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. I'm here with the use. Just kidding. Use is away today. But we're going to talk about a wonderful performance against Osasuna 4-0. Baron Torres putting those, you know, negative thoughts about his finishing off to the side. Usman Dembele coming out with some amazing assists to both Torres and Aubameyang. And then the fan favorite, Ricky Pooch, who is so often cast to the side by, you know, whether it was Komen or Xavi. But he came out and scored a big goal, and you know, you got to really congratulate Ricky Pooch for always putting his head down and looking so happy. Even though things aren't going his way, I never see him, you know, uh, disgruntled or see him not happy when he's on the pitch, and so great game from Ricky Pooch, and great game all around, right? Because you look at the game against uh, Galatasaray last week when we unfortunately finished 0-0 at the Camp Nou, I think it was really important for the team to come out today, and Put away some big goals, end the game basically in that first half, right? Where we go up 3-0 so that we can, you know, take our foot off the pedal in the second half. We got some subs of PK, Alba, Pedri, Farron Torres, and overall just show that. You know, if a team comes to play against us now with Javi, with his new tactics and with the movement, with the pressing, we're able to, you know, really score. And if you look at the, the landscape of La Liga and our performances lately, it's it's things are looking really great, even though, like we mentioned in our last video, we're going to have some setbacks with the young team like we did against Galatasaray when they parked the bus. Uh, you know, Sevilla drew against Rayo Vallecano today, which means that we're now third place and we're five points from Sevilla with the game in hand and a head to head against Sevilla coming up in two weeks. Uh, you know, we come against Osasuna, who are not a great side, and a side who, if you remember in that first half of the season, uh, drew us 2-2, right? They came back with a late goal. Uh, there was also some drama about a potential handball from Barca on one of our goals. And so it, it's it's a team we should beat. But, you know, with our squad and with how things just went last week, it wasn't a, a guaranteed win. And so I'm just so happy to see us come out and put away those four goals. Uh, so let's get into the lineup, right? Because we had Ter Stegen in the back. Then we had Dani Alves PK, Eric Garcia and Jordi Alba. We had Pedri, Busquets, Gavi in the midfield and then up front we had Dembele, Aubameyang and Ferran Torres. And looking at that starting lineup, I think a few things stuck out to me, right? One, we're we're resting uh, Araujo, we're putting in Eric Garcia, and I think that's really important because against Galatasaray, right, with a 0-0 home leg, we really need to come out there and score and also be able to stop them from scoring. So giving Arajo some rest, and he is our best defender, I think is really big for us. Uh, in the midfield, you see Frankie Dijon got some rest as well. I think he just got all out of sorts against Galatasaray. Like we said, we had him playing in for Busquets as that central defensive midfielder. And he wasn't really able to take over the game or, or show any of the the abilities that in the you know calendar year 2022, he's already shown. So I think giving him a rest is probably good. Let him just kind of recuperate. And then hopefully we can employ him in a more offensive role against Galatasaray in the midweek. And then, of course, right, everything that happens this week, the Classico is looming over us. Right. And, um, you know, you think about it, we're undefeated in the last 10 games and we've scored four goals in five of those matches. So the Classico is pretty big for us. We've talked about it a lot, about how Komen was so bad against Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid. We already saw earlier this month we beat Atletico, and we're hoping to see us come in and and give Real Madrid some trouble, right? They just had that amazing comeback against PSG, but... With Sevilla dropping so many points, they're really looking like they're going to have no opposition in the uh, in La Liga, and so I really want to see us put up a good game against them, hopefully, you know, give them something to think about. I don't want to see them go far in the Champions League this season, as I'm sure none of you do, but let's go back to the starting lineup. I think one other big thing about this as compared to the Elche game, because remember, we haven't been starting Uzman Dembele that much, right? And in this game, we have Dembele, Aubameyang, and Ferran Torres. Against Elche, we had Dembele and Aubameyang, but instead of Torres on that left wing, we had. Gavi and I thought in that game even though we won 2-1 there was a really lackluster performance from our offense and part of that is because we're playing Gavi in that left wing role and you know he's a midfielder of course he also lacks the speed and the positioning sometimes on that more forward position that you know it's, it's not his natural role so it's to be expected but I was excited to see Ferran Torres play up front with Dembele and Aubameyang and so you know you go into the game and it was really just a masterclass, especially that first half when we were giving it all of our attention, right? You have that first goal where uh, I believe Busquets gets a little ball over the top into the box. Gavi is tripped up. He goes down, and then Ferran Torres comes and puts away the penalty. There was a little bit of drama when between Depay and Ferran Torres about who would take the penalty, I believe, in the Elche game. And, you know, Depay took it, had a wonderful penalty. Today, here, Ferran Torres really put it away. And I think it was that first leg against Napoli when Ferran Torres couldn't finish, and he put away a good penalty, and he did it again today, which gives me a lot of hope that he can, you know, be the reliable penalty kicker for this team. I don't think of any other players besides Depay as the guy who's going to stand up and take that penalty. So, just not only is it helping Ferran Torres build confidence in himself with his goal scoring woes, but I think for me as a, you know, a fan, it's given me more confidence that when a penalty happens, we have someone who can put it away. And then the second and third goal were really some Ousmane Dembele beautiful assists, right? It feels like Dembele with a consistent string of play this season without injuries after, you know, his last big injury uh, in the Euros the past summer, he's starting to get pick up his form right he's starting to be a little bit less jittery with the ball he seems to have more calm and cool and collected decisions when he's on the ball and not just kind of trying to take on his man run and shoot because the one thing we haven't seen this season from him that you know, improve or, or look good even is his shooting, but his passing today was awesome, right? That second goal in the twenty-first minute, we see Fer- we see Dembélé kind of dribbling in the middle of the field, and Torres makes a beautiful run behind the back and defend- center back for Osasuna. Uh, Dembélé just crosses it beautiful right on the ground to him. Ferran Torres puts it away with a cool nutmeg finish. Again, a big sign for Ferran Torres that he's starting to heat up, right? Two goals today, a brace. That is wonderful, and with how much use and I, uh, you know, often are somewhat anti-Ferran Torres. Not anti-Ferran Torres, right? We try not to be just some sort of hive mind who's just for or against the player, but rightly so. His finishing has been lackluster this season, and hopefully this will be the game that kind of gives him some um, belief in himself and the team, right? Because it's not just belief in himself, but the team needs to know we can give Ferran the ball in an important game like the Classico or like against Galatasaray in that Uh, Europa League second leg, and so hopefully this will help springboard him, you know, forward. And then, you know, 26 minute right before we hit 30, Dembélé gets a second assist. Again, he's on the left, picks up the ball, puts it right in front of the goalkeeper, right where Aubameyang can get it, and he just makes a calm uh, finish right into the net. And then, you know, I think there's there's some things about the magic of that first half and, and the whole game really that really kind of showcase what Javi has done to the team that we didn't see under Komen. Right, I think the first thing that's so obvious to me, and we couldn't really do it in the past because Messi was no longer a right winger. Luis Suarez, Antoine Griezmann often played together. Neither of them are wingers, right? They're more out and out strikers. Or, or you know, Griezmann plays better off of a striker. And it's been a while since we had full-fledged wingers who are able to spread the field out wide. And you see when Dembele and Ferran Torres are on these wings, they're literally touching the touchline way out wide and it just it gives us so much more dyna, you know dynamic attack because last two or 3 seasons it felt like a lot of time teams could kind of crowd the box crowd the middle and be able to you know stop us from from scoring and from having dangerous Uh, passes or dangerous runs because we would just funnel through the middle get the ball to Messi hope he can score or get it to Suarez or Griezmann to put one away now with Xavi we're just seeing such a different dynamic because the team is so wide we're really attacking all uh, different zones of the field in a way that we haven't in a long time and so uh, it's just really refreshing to see us really use wingers so well because that was a big thing that I remember when I was a lot younger, watching Peps Barca, and we had, you know, with there to help attack teams. And it's just, it's good to see Javi finally have that. And for the team to have finally invested in wingers, we've had Dembele for a while, but he's been hurt. Ferran Torres, you know, that new profile, Adam Traore also, who can spread the pitch wide and provide us a new vector of attack that we haven't had. I also think we, this game, we really saw another big aspect of what Javi's done in that it seems like the players are are getting a more. Uh, I don't know how to say it, like a, a feeling for where the ball is and where the ball should go next, right? Uh, in the in the last few years, again, we used to criticize so much, even under Valverde, Setien, Komen, that it seemed like all of our offensive plays were predictable, right? You'd see Messi cross Jordi Alba and cross it back to Messi. That was a lot of offense we created, and there was a lot of, whether it was Rakitic, Arturo Vidal, Paulinho, it just felt like all of our players were playing very safe and trying to progress up the field in a very... I don't know, methodical, but also predictable way. Now with this Javi team, it seems like everyone is just making runs. And the, the beauty of it is, even though that was, you know, happening in December and January, now it seems like the players who are seeing the ball automatically know where their teammates are going. And so, you know, you see a ball come to Busquets and like immediately he is already thinking and seeing a run and getting ready to pass it there. Right, you see Pedri predicting where people are going in the pass. It you see Dembele on his two goals doing such a good job of just understanding. Okay, I have the ball. Ferran Torres is going to make this run. I know exactly where he needs to get it. And so it's it's just really n- refreshing to see how the team is. You know, understanding what Xavi wants them to do more and more and then understanding at different moments in the game, if the ball is here and I'm receiving it from X player, then Y player is supposed to make a run that I need to connect him with, right? It just feels like it's becoming second nature for our offense. And I think that's really, you know, all Xavi wants to see. And it's all we want to see because it's a return to a, you know, a beautiful way to play the game. And this game was just exactly what we wanted in that, that aspect. Um, you know, I also think one thing that Javi's brought that we didn't see a lot before is that you see Jordi Alba and Dani Alves, specifically Danny Alves, but Jordi Alba does it somewhat too in this game. They're, they're moving inward more as those right and left backs. And then you see either Gavi or Pedri or, you know, Dembele or Torres Moving more on the wings, so that once the uh, right and left back come in, there's more outlets to pass it and more opportunities for us to progress the ball. And I think that's just a big new development that I, I'm I'm really encouraged to see. And you know, as we take a look at that and we think about the Europa League, where we have Serginho Dest instead of Danny Alves, it's going to be really important for us to try and coach Sergenio Dest to be better at this, right? I think uh, I've seen quite a few Twitter threads and and things on Instagram about how Dest, you know, is is slowly growing into that role, but the way Danny Alves does it just seems so seamless, and, and it's really, um, it's really beautiful, right? It just it just gives us again that that not predictable aspect in our offense that helps keep teams guessing, and you know it's it's still. It's not going to help us as much against Galatasaray when they park the bus, right? And I think that's still the last level of defense that we have to crack to figure out how we're going to perform well. But when teams like Osasuna are going to come at us and play, and you have to give credit to Osasuna, at no point did they just kind of resign themselves to defense, right? You look at the, the very end of the first half and you saw them... With the ball for you know a few minutes at a time they're trying to figure out how to break our defense Um, when teams are going to play with us and not just park the bus we are establishing the tools needed to break down those type of defenses Um, You know, like I said, Dembele, you got to give him credit. Ricky Pooch, I thought they did really well. And then, you know, like I mentioned before, we were able to give rests ahead of the class and Galatasaray to Piquet, right, who came off for Langlet. We got um, Jordi Alba rest. We put in Oscar Migueza. We got Pedri rest. We're putting on Ricky Pooch. And then we took out Ferran Torres and put on Braithwaite. And, you know, none of those subs made any sort of huge performance, I would say, besides Ricky Pooch following up his uh, initial shot and putting in the goal Um, because the game was kind of over. I felt the second half we didn't coast by any means, but we, you know, we didn't have that same killer instinct I saw throughout the rest of the game. And so, you know, let me know in the comments. Hit that subscribe button. Let us let me know what you guys think. Uh, You know, is it a coincidence that we had our best game in the last few weeks here without use? I don't think so. Let me know what you think about the Galatasaray game, how our team's going to line up and whether or not you think we're going to do well in the Classico. Uh, you know, for the next video, you will be back. So, just want to say thank you guys so much for watching. Catch you soon.